Ready? Welcome back to the Diaries of the Wild Ones. Once again, I'd like to give a big thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me and the adventurous lifestyle. What I love about Wild Earth is that they remind me of when I was a child and I'd go into Toy World or Toys R Us and get lost in this world of endless possibilities. The same thing happens to me now with Wild Earth. The other night I got stuck in this two-hour vortex where I was looking at their catalogue on the website and dreaming about future adventures, hiking, camping, running, kayaking, survival... Anything to do with outdoor adventure, these guys have it. So to say thank you to the listeners, we are offering a 10% discount code. So next time you need anything for your outdoor adventure, go to wildearth.com.au and put in the discount code Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. They ship internationally and have free shipping Australia-wide. Haydar Logie is an inspiring human being and a guy I've learned a lot from. He has made a name for himself by being the first Icelandic pro surfer and being in the award-winning films The Accord and Chris Burkhardt's Under an Arctic Sky. He is a really close friend of mine that I met years ago in Indonesia and I had no idea that he was Iceland's golden child until I flew into the country and started seeing his face on billboards and TV and people just knowing him everywhere. It kind of just tripped me out because it was something I would never have picked because this guy doesn't have much ego and he is so kind-hearted open and helps people out any way he can. How he has created his lifestyle and his mindset intrigues me. He stays so humble and happy, filled with energy, just a big kid at heart that just wants to have fun. And I can really relate to Haydar's story. He didn't have it easy growing up, but instead of playing the victim card, he took responsibility for his life and he has used his background to motivate himself. And this guy works hard. While I was in Iceland, he was doing film project after film project, commercials after commercials, interview after interview. He markets himself through social media and uses this to trade everything he needs in life. Social media is something that I dislike. It frustrates me. I've seen people really close to me get lost in this fake world, this new type of ego, and still I just really don't understand it. And it annoys me that I have to play the game with it myself. But it is an amazing tool if you can find the balance with it. For myself, I started Instagram when I was working on how to market this podcast, and it has been an amazing tool to get this podcast out there. And so if I was going to interview a guy that does interviews every other day about surfing freezing water, well, we already know it's cold up here. So for me, I wanted to know how he balances his life, how he's been able to have such a social media presence, yet be so in the moment when we're out there having fun. So we were camped out on the banks of this raging river, having some morning coffee, getting ready for the day, and we are having this pretty deep conversation about life, and I just thought it'd be the perfect time to record. So enjoy. I'm just going to press record, because yeah. I can cut out the stuff, but I was really aware of my intuition on these mm. mountains, trying to feel everything, and like trying to find in that balance of like... Where my intuition is saying, like, okay, maybe not a good idea, and where it was just fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, like, go into it. But, fuck, speaking of um, 
Well, just speaking of everything we're just speaking about, I have a bone to pick with you because I was going to bring it up yesterday afternoon and then I, I realised I, that I won't. Oh, you bring it. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. So mm. when we first got here, I realised that you are a treat boy. You know, I look across my arms <laughs> when I say that. Okay, so like, okay, I've been off sugar for, fuck, I've been off sugar for a while, like a good year and a half or two years. And that, oh, we're just talking about addictions and everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the one thing that I really gets me. And you... Especially after hanging out with you for so long, you are someone who is so healthy <laughs> and clean and, yeah, you live this really productive, healthy lifestyle. But we all have our things. Well, yeah, <laughs> and definitely. you were a snacker. And so when I first got here, I remember we were in a service station and you bought like some chocolates or some treats and I was like, oh. And I just was thinking they must be real healthy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to get some. And straight like that, I was hooked. And then being in this country with everywhere you go, have they have those self-serve like candies. Oh, yeah. It's everywhere, man. And 50% on Saturdays. It is everywhere. And so for the last three months that I've been here, I've been so addicted to sugar. And I'm like, and every time, like, sometimes I'll like, oh, you know, like when you are doing that self-reflection, I've got a bag of chocolates and I'm like just hoeing into them and I'm just like, look at myself. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, hey, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because, you know, I have that addictive personality, you know, um, grew up, couldn't control my drinking or pretty much couldn't control any, anything in my life. And, um. When I was around 19, I stopped drinking, um, and a year later, I started smoking cigarettes. Um, really? You smoked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you? did it all. And, uh, and then a year after that, so um, two years after I stopped drinking, I stopped, I took my, um, my diet yeah. and uh, just stopped eating processed stuff and stopped eating sugar. And that went on for two or three years, like super strict. Yeah. And then I could feel if I just slipped a little bit. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, when you stop drinking, and then then years after, you're like, maybe, maybe I could just go for one drink, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe I can control it now. And then I maybe have a little snack, and then before I know it, the bag is done yeah, yeah and i just once you open it you can't yeah, stop. i lost it you know and yeah. i just felt like oh man i just gotta eat until i pass out yeah. and then i realized okay maybe maybe i can't control my drinking yet, <laughs> you know? um but but yeah it's funny like how one addiction just turns into another yeah that's crazy too and it's so cool especially at a young age to be so aware into what's good for you and what's good for your lifestyle. And it's like, and whether if you went, ended up going down a rabbit hole or not, you wouldn't have got to where you are now. Like where you are now with your career is someone who has used that strength of mind to like push through those, those things. And now you have this healthy lifestyle. You're really healthy. You're really fit. You're really active. And you're able to use that for your, for your benefit. Yeah, I think my drive... Like what? What my drive is built on is um, just listening to intuition. You know, like every everyone has that thing in the back of their head when they're eating yeah. candy. Like, ah, oh, I shouldn't shouldn't be eating this. But having the strength to actually listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking taking action. And um, as soon as I started doing that, I just felt like I was unstoppable. You know, then I, yeah. you know, when I realized that I 
actually could yeah do those things that my that my um, head was telling me i just i don't know I, i just well i think it's yeah it's also balance in everything being able to find it's like being able to go through that stage and then being able to find the balance mm. of where like okay i want a treat i want a snack <laughs> <laughs> and then pulling back that's where i find it that's the hardest bit if you ever do want to indulge you know what i find it's so weird like how what we do it do to our body for like a 10 second like enjoyment like when we eat a chocolate you know like you'll eat so healthy all week or whatever and then suddenly you just overindulge and like a bag of chocolates or whatever and then after a few minutes you're like you feel like shit and you're like oh damn was that really worth it exactly it's it, that's the thing like it's you're so quick forgetting how bad you felt after that last bag of treats yeah and uh, then all of a sudden you realize you're doing it again yeah you know um and for me just eating one piece of chip or you know, a handful. Yeah. That's not me, man. I see, yeah. like, it's either I nothing see, or I everything. See, yeah, I see, uh, yeah, I see it turning. You know, it's like the little kid comes in. I'm yeah, like, yeah, here yeah, he is. Yeah, He's yeah. about to start snacking. And I just, like, sometimes I feel like, you know, when, when, I'm, when I start, I just feel like, all right, I'm all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you, all in. I'm, I'm gonna, committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's something I want to bring up with you because we are limited for time. And there's something that really intrigues me and really has intrigued me this whole time and it's something that you've really helped me out with. And um, it's how you have developed a career based around, well, not just based around, but you've used social media as a tool so much and to like get where you are in life. But I think that would be so easy for an outsider to look. Yeah, that chord's... I don't know which one it is. One of the chords are buzzing. But it's so easy for an outsider to look at someone that is so active on social media for their career to think that that's their life. And after spending so much time with you and knowing you, you're someone that I've really seen and has a really good balancer. And so my question for you is like, oh, actually, there's a couple of questions in this. It's like, how do you use social media like, it's something that you really made me aware of, that it is a tool. It's like it helps me get this podcast out. Like, through social media, I've got more podcast listeners than what I do on Instagram. And I only started Instagram, like, a year ago, a year and a half ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Instagram and, and social media is just like a... If you're going to use it as a business, it's like a free business tool, you know, as as you know, a, a, as long as you put in the work to, um, to gain the people and... Um, yeah, just to do something interesting. Um, you got a tool that most companies pay for. Yeah. You know, like you, you, you can read people that most companies could never read by paying for advertisements. Um, but personally, I just, I don't know. I, I like, I just like having fun and, and, and and my goal was always just to inspire people to follow their dreams and um, to not forget to have fun. You know, yeah. so don't don't forget yourself in in the nine to five job. Yeah, because someone that is like hanging out with you like quite regularly, it's like I've noticed that you're quite imbalanced. Like, do you ever feel like you're out of balance with social media? Like, it's like every time we're going out and we're having fun, and heaps of times, like 
Yeah, but but then it's like suddenly you, it's like we go out and like we'll, we'll surf or we'll go do this and we'll have heaps of fun, and then suddenly you're like, oh, hold up, guys, I just need ten minutes, and you go, and you do your thing, and then come back and you're back in that zone, and it isn't like you're constantly, you know, I've seen it, I've seen a lot of people go down this whirlpool of social media and they get lost in that, and it's a distraction from the now and it's a distraction from how they are having fun. Have you ever been there or like how, how yeah, have you sure. got this balance that you Absolutely. have now? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a it's been a long road, you know. It's been years and years of of social media and in the beginning my focus was you know, it what definitely definitely wasn't in that balance that I have today. Just pour um, some coffee. <laughs> and uh uh, yeah, it's been all over the place, you know. Sometimes I find myself scrolling in Instagram and um, just sitting at home doing nothing and realize that I've been scrolling in Instagram for like 20 minutes or half an hour and I just feel like shit, you know. Yeah. And what that does, it just shuts down all your creative thinking, you know. You're like scrolling Instagram. Um, you might put it in a way that you're getting inspiration for stuff that you want to do, but... In reality, when you scroll Instagram, you you forget about it two minutes later, you know. Yeah. And um, I've definitely been, you know, when I was when I was starting, I was I put way too much focus on Instagram and um, social media in general. But but with with time, I've just learned to yeah. find balance, and sometimes I have. You know, uh, more attention towards social media, and sometimes I have less. So yeah, but I, I remember you saying to me because um, it's like uh, some of the road trips that we've done. It's like oh, you put like half an hour aside in the day to do your business side of things. And I remember you saying to me, actually, when we're in the north driving back to the south, you said to me like, treat it as it's your job. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like right now, I'm just gonna do this for half an hour, do what I need to do, and everything. But it's like. Then, when you look at it, it's like, okay, that half an hour of work that you just did, you've cr- gone through this, you've created it in a way in your life that now you live the, the life how you want to live and have as much fun that you want to have for this really small amount of work. And it's like, I don't know, it's like, there's it's not too much ego in it for you, where, where a lot of people would think that there would be when you're putting yourself on social media, but for you, it's like... I don't know. Do you, do you even find you inspire yourself by doing this? Like, you know, you go out and have as much fun as you can. It's like you're just constantly out having fun. I don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough one, you know. Um, social media just puts out the image of the best of the best of your life, um, but it also, as um, looking at it as a job, it I can I can use it as a tool to create drive you know yeah. like some of those some of those videos I do um, oh, you know there, there's there's a few things that I wouldn't do unless I, th- I thought it would look good yeah but I mean yeah it's 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 so easy just to what do you call it um, direct yeah you know like make make it look like you, you have the best life ever but there's always the downside behind the scenes. Um, but for me, I'd just I'd way rather spend half an hour or even two hours a day so on social media than a nine like 
having a nine to five job. Yeah, five days of the week. Yeah, but uh, what I love about you that you've really used it to like drive yourself and push yourself, but you're keeping that balance. You are happy. You are having a lot of fun, and you're definitely inspiring people. Um, I've noticed with the with the young kids here. It was so weird actually coming here and um to Iceland and, and you being a friend of mine and actually realizing that the status that you actually have don't want to kind of big note <laughs> you here, but it's like especially with the the young crew and when I see the young guys around you, I remember I said it to you at that party. I was like, "Fuck!" Like you, these young kids idolize you, and there's a responsibility there for you to be a good example um, to them. Like, do you, does that is that something that plays on your mind quite a bit too? It's like how much you're kind of the younger generation are kind of like soaking up what you do, like by idolizing you? Yeah. I mean, I I grew up um, in a pretty fucked up situation. Uh, my dad was a drug, um, what do you call it? Just like a, yeah. Drug Just, addict? Yeah, pretty much. Um and uh, I just realized that, like pretty pretty quickly, that I that I had a I had a person that showed me how I didn't want to live my life, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, he actually died from an overdose half a year ago. Um, so my main goal with with all this stuff that I'm doing has been to set a good example, to show. You know, kids and people that you can follow your dreams as long as um, you put in the work. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's just I look at so many. If you look at a lot of famous people, most of them are are putting out a bad example. You know, they get yeah. famous because of you know all the rappers. They get. They put out a pretty bad example, and I just wanted to. Fuck! I don't know which chord this is. I think I think it's this one. No. Yeah, I just wanted to do what I could do to to yeah show a good example and um, that it that you don't need to do all that negative stuff to gain attention. Yeah. Do. You like, so for the last week, and this is what's crazy. Okay, so you're a great surfer. Everyone kind of knows that, that you're the, I don't know, would you say, don't, what would you say, most famous Arctic surfer? I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're known as being the Arctic surfer. <laughs> and then, but you're also like a really good snowboarder and really good motocross rider. So like the last week you've been on your motorbike, but you've had the young crew hanging out with you. It's like... And we were just talking about pushing them and everything. I was like, was that something that like having them camp with you and like spend so much time with you in the last week? Was that something that was like really that you're, you're so aware of setting a good example as well? Yeah, I mean, so how it all started for me is, is when, I was, when I was 15 and, and just had, had this dream of becoming a professional snowboarder. Um, and, uh, but, I, but I also had these all this stuff on my shoulders like couldn't control my drinking and it was ruining ruining everything for me pretty much and um so this this guy 
who is my best friend today, um, and he's 10 years older, and he, he pretty much took me under his wing when I was 15, and he took me around and taught me surfing, and, and he uh, took me snowboarding, and, and I didn't have any money, and, and he he pretty much paid for my half of the stuff and and just showed me how to live my life. Um, and that was the best thing anyone has ever done for me. Um, so I realized how important that was for my life. And so I want to, I want to do the same. And, um, and I just want to set a good example of, of, you know, keep having fun yeah. and, and, you know, um, and be, so, be good you, to other people. And do you feel, you feel you're in balance with that? Do you feel like that you're, like that you're con because you always seem so happy and you always seem, have so much energy. Like, where did all this energy come from? Have you always had that much energy? Or is it oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, so when I was when I was five, I remember I had so much energy. I was I I always felt like I was exploding, you know. Yeah. And I I had trouble with school. When I was when I was at home, I used to play like a PlayStation for like. 10 minutes and then I would stand up and I would run around the house as like a natural energy outlet um, and I didn't like my my mom and dad they were they were pretty busy people and I like when I think about it now I, I definitely didn't get um, yeah they they I feel like they didn't do the things that you need to do when you have a when you have a kid of like yeah. taking Listen. them out and, and spending time with them. Yeah, like taking so, the dog for a run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I realized the other day it's like having like a sled dog. Yeah. Stuck in a cage. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't get to burn its energy, so it just it just goes. Yeah. Mental, you know. I um, can really relate to everything you're saying. Yeah, it was the same. And then. So my whole childhood, I, I was put on Ritalin when I was when I was six, and I spent ten years on Ritalin. Shit, until really? I had enough. Um, was that hard getting off? Like, did you notice a massive difference when you got off Ritalin? Yeah, it wasn't hard, um, but I definitely noticed a big difference because what Ritalin does, it just puts your creative thinking, um, like it. it just makes your num- creative thinking disappear. It just numbs it. Yeah. And uh, you don't... Yeah, you, you, you go more flat. So so I was realizing when I was 15 or 16 that that I couldn't hold a conversation going for longer than two minutes. And when I was in big groups and, and my... Like, I knew my personality was um, to... You know, to to be able to to be out of the box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like like be funny and and be energetic. And then all of a sudden, I was in a group and I was trying to like get into the conversation, but nothing, nothing, yeah. no thoughts came up. And um, and then I just like, all right, this is this is not me. I'm, yeah. I'm I've had enough. And it wasn't hard. It was just I just had to get to know myself from yeah. scratch again um and i quit school i didn't want i didn't want to work a job so i pretty much 
just did nothing but surf and snowboard and stuff. Yeah, well, what you've done is you've focused all that energy you have on another region. Yeah. Like, you have so much energy and you work so hard and you're constantly, like, I find it even hard to keep up with you, especially in a country like this with no sun. I need the sun to like, kind of get me going and, like, feel <laughs> yeah, vibrant. It'll, it'll get you. It'd be like an overcast, cold, rainy day and you're up going, let's go. And I'm like, let me sleep. <laughs> yeah, but what I realized is is that I don't belong in the in that nine to five yeah. section, you know, um, where I find myself the happiest is just chasing my own goals and chasing my own yeah. dreams. Um, do you, do you have big future goals like in plan? Like, do you, uh, um, is that something that, yeah, I used to, I used to have like big dreams, big goals. And that was like, started off being wanted to become a professional snowboarder. And then yeah. I started surfing and I realized that surfing was was way more fun for me at least. Yeah. Um and um that was when I was around 18 or something. Um and then I kind of realized that okay, I I I'm not very good at surfing. But I I like surfing more than snowboarding, so I kind of just there, there was a period of period of time in my life that I just kind of like gave up. Yeah. Sorry, that was maybe when I was 17 or something. Um, and my friends in the coming years were pushing me to to try and become a professional surfer. And, and I just said, like, have you seen what those kids on Instagram are doing? It's yeah. insane, you know? Like, 12-year-old 12 12 kids are just, like... They're doing backflips and yeah. shit. And, you're like, and I was like, there's no way that I can, you know, even have the chance of becoming a professional surfer. And then when I hit around 20 or 21, I'd been traveling with... Um, other pro surfers and I've just I've just been asking them questions of how they do it and what's involved in being a professional surfer and um, and I realized that I had all the tools and I had all everything that I that I had to do and had, had to have to gain that dream of becoming a professional athlete um, and by the time I had my vision by the time I knew what I ne- what needed to be done. I just sat down and I wrote like a long-term plan. Yeah. And I just did step by step and um all of a sudden I I stopped working my day day job and and uh, chased, you know, chased waves, chased swells. And something that even blew me away is I haven't seen many people progress so quickly in surfing from when I first met you four years ago, five, four and a half years ago, whatever it was in Western Bar in Indonesia, where I first met you guys and you surfed well, but compared to now, (laughs) it's like you've, you've progressed so quickly and so fast and how you are riding barrels now and how you are in heavy waves. It's something like, fuck, like I was really impressed. I remember when I first got here and I talked to a friend of ours and He's like, yeah, like, he's like, why don't you see Haydar surf now? He's like, really, he's really surfing well. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. And then we started surfing together and, like, I was just like, holy shit. Like, how how quickly you progressed in those years? Like, I was like, you would have to have so much drive in your mind to do that. Like, I, for my surf, I go backwards. I've gone backwards since I was 25. I just surf worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think it's... Because I always, I've always put my 
energy towards being able to surf more and working to live instead of living to work. Yeah. And um I mean it's it's the same as you've been doing, you know? Like yeah. working jobs for a period of time and then going traveling. Yeah. Um but what I did I kind of traveled less and um and I just spent my free time and money on chasing swells in Iceland. And the thing about surfing in Iceland is you don't get a lot of days where it's like calm and and yeah easy waves so the average surfer in iceland knows how to surf heavy and and bigger waves and and yeah. uh, even the mediocre surfer is out there in double overhead yeah this is that's something that i've found like i've surfed a couple of days and and i'm so out of my comfort zone here and so it's like even more scary for me but there's guys that don't have that much their level of of surfing isn't that high yet they're out in stuff that I would think like fuck they're over their head here and then you see this <laughs> double overhead wave come and they just paddle for it and kind of pull it off and I was like holy shit like I'd be if I was at that level I would be crapping myself but I, I suppose it's like what you learn and what you know yeah but well, I mean the thing is like surfing in Iceland it's it's so unpredictable you know yeah. you, you can't go out there and just like oh yeah it's gonna be head high today yeah and it's gonna be mellow and you can't choose between three or four or five waves you know yeah um so you pretty much just take what you can get that day and um because surfing in iceland is is like a it's a love-hate relationship it's in um you're just saying yesterday that you haven't surfed for a few weeks and and you feel great about it yeah 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 exactly it's 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 funny because when you spend a lot of time chasing waves in iceland you might maybe end up going every day of the week and searching, but just end up surfing two days yeah. out, out of seven. And, and it's, well, it feels and like when you have those big expectations and then you get there and it's shit, yeah. it feels like getting bailed on, you know, every day. Yeah. And um, so when it's, when it's good and when you have waves, that's you'd pretty much just take what you can get. Yeah. And that work that you're talking about to get waves, it's like for people listening, it's like that's massive driving. That's driving. It's like a lot of the breaks, like an hour in between and every, there's so many variables and there's like been days where we've sat just staring at the surf the whole day waiting for the window. And nothing happens. And then nothing happens or like maybe, and you're just sitting in the car and then maybe it, the window comes for like two hours and like, yeah, we're on and you go out and it's only for half an hour or it really turns on, or it's just nothing, and you're sitting there, and that's that's definitely been days, and it's something that you said to me before I came here, like, really keep in mind that we're going to get skunked a lot, that we'll do yeah. a lot of missions, put a lot of effort in, and not get anything sometimes, and that's, but I've talked about this on podcasts before, that that's the beauty about Iceland, it's like, that's the beauty about being in such a harsh climate, that that's, when... That's the fun of it too. Yeah, when everything does open it up, it's like, it's it makes mediocre days amazing. Yeah. Makes you um, appreciate yeah. when you get up. Yesterday waves. was a perfect example. It was like white out until about one o'clock. Yeah. It was like the clouds were about halfway up the mountains. You couldn't see any sky. The next thing the sun came through and the heavens opened up and it was the most amazing afternoon. We ended up having a, having a barbecue. And 
it just came out of nowhere. That it was just so beautiful and such a nice day, but the first half started off so terrible. So it's like for anyone else, that would have just been a nice like little afternoon sunny day. But for us, it was like the heavens have opened up, you know. Oh yeah, just being able to get that sun on your skin. Like in Iceland, you don't get that a lot, you know. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's magical. Yeah. How are we going for time? I think I gotta run. Okay. Well, dude, just before we go. I need to... Okay, so when I came here... Yeah. Okay, this whole time... Okay, this three months that I've been in Iceland, nearly three months, right, has been pretty much one of the most magical experiences of my life. It's been three months. Yeah, it's like, I think I'm like two weeks off or a week and a half off three months. My visa's running out. Whoa. Yeah, I've been here for a while. It's been, it's been quick. Yeah, everything... It's only happened because of you guys. Like, okay, so pretty much... All my clothes that I've been used, like you've just been so generous. Like you've given me the jacket that I needed. You gave me, dude. I put a hole through your Gore-Tex weave <laughs> pants yesterday. Like, like you've just made everything happen for me. So, like, I just, I really want to give some appreciation to you for that and really say thank you because you have been so generous. And everything I've asked straight away, it's like anything that I've needed has just gone back to me straight away. Just like, yeah. So you've really. I just really want to thank you. But I was, I was also going through about the, the people here that have been so amazing. And please let me know if I forget out anyone. Like, Clean? Yeah. How do you say his name? Clint. Clint, yeah. Clint. I call he's, him Clean. He's, he's the guy that picked me up when I was 15. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's your best man. He's such a good dude. Eagle. They, so these are all the Icelandic he, he was, surfers. He was one, that, of, one of the other. He was, he was, he was one of those boys. Too. Yeah, right. Like, okay, Utley. Yeah. They've, all these guys have made my experience here so amazing. Siggy. Oh, yeah. Like, Stefan, Ingo, Ellie Thor, Steve, like Steve up up in the north here. Mm. Now, Robert and David, the two brothers. That the just, legends. Yeah, that just charge. Stan, Stan Alaire. Like, I could not have done this trip without him either. And, and yours also helped with that happening. But him, he owns Cuckoo Campers and he's hooked me up with a camper van for three months. It's just been amazing. And um, and then again, you. It's like the that little community on oh, Ingo. That little community of like Icelandic surfers is like you guys. It's like, it's like you're all just helping out your own kind, and it's just been so amazing. And it's like, you've all just taken me in as one of you guys, like taken me in under the little Arctic surfer wing, and it's just been fucking amazing. And I just feel like the luckiest dude because of it. Yeah, I mean, like, you're a good guy, you know. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and everyone that I've talked to about you has has always said like that you have a good presence and and that you have a good energy around you so it just it's just so important when you're a traveler to have good charisma and have have good have a good vibe yeah and um, at least for me like of course i'll do whatever i can to help you out like borrowing you stuff that i'm not using or or if like i'd rather have you use it than than just having it sitting at home and wreck it yeah whatever <laughs> wrecked it um i mean that's what stuff is for you know yeah. you don't you don't buy a motocross bike to let it sit in your garage yeah. or to to ride on the on the roads you know yeah. you 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 take it up stuff and and you wreck it you know yeah um and that's that's what what it's for um and if you're not using it you it's better than someone else gets the enjoyment of it yeah, well, dude, you even let me your, your socks, which I did wreck as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're just socks. 
<laughs> oh, dude. All right, let's get out of here. Just, yeah, thanks so much. And um, let's plan some more adventures. I'm coming back next, next winter. Hell yeah. And let's do this again. Hopefully yeah, meet in Indonesia. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Indonesia in, yeah, bro. in September. Yeah, high five. All right, thanks. Thanks for your time, bro. Yeah, I do it like a double.